Illinois State Museum. She is the museum director, uh, Cinnamon Catlin Legutko. Good morning to you. And uh, well, this is this is a big week for you guys, isn't it? Yes. Good morning. Glad to be with you. We are excited to be reopening. Yeah, which is really great. I mean, the Illinois State Museum, of course, uh, as we look back at the history over the last few years, uh, they had to have that shut down under Governor Rauner's administration, and then uh, you're back up and rolling again, uh, charging admission for that, but then uh, another COVID shutdown. What was that like to have to shut down the museum in early March? You know, I am fortunate in that I joined the organization in September last year, but I had heard stories of the experience of the shutdown before, which was really stressful, upsetting for the staff. And so I was prepared for those feelings to rise up again because a lot of that team is still here. And sure enough, it made them nervous, but we we got through it easily, safely, getting home, getting safe, and we were immediately back up and running virtually. Um so while it kind of created a, a twinge of worry, we transitioned really smoothly and had incredible support from our agency leadership. Director Callahan um, with the Department of Natural Resources that led us smoothly with her leadership team to be home. And um, the direction coming from the governor's office was, was invaluable. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that, because obviously with nobody in the building for a couple of months, uh, did it give you a chance to do a little bit more as far as planning goes, like in terms of social distancing and keeping uh, uh, visitors safe uh, from COVID-19? Did it give you a chance to do a little bit more of that? Absolutely. Um, It gave us the opportunity to take a deep breath and remember that we're experiencing this pandemic, too. And one of the things that worry us is we're thinking about being in the public again and then use that to inform the way in which we've designed our reopening. Um, We could really understand our spaces better. We could take the opportunity to clean rigorously more than we ever have. Um, And we had the chance to really rethink staffing structures. How are we interacting with the public so that they are hearing us and um, have the ability to respond and feel supported? So it definitely gave us space to do that. Cinnamon, we're looking at numbers here in Sangamon County as much as the rest of the state that are increasing a little bit as far as COVID-19. Has that reflected onto your staff as they get ready to open for the public on Saturday? You know, are they a little bit nervous or have you had some problems rounding up volunteers to help out because they're concerned about COVID? Well, what's interesting about this process is we're not um, using volunteers. So that's one of our safety precautions. We have not been approved to do that in state government. Um, So we're relying on state staff um, and our related staff members through um, our nonprofit, the Illinois State Museum Society, to um, coordinate this experience. Um, I would be foolish to say that no one's nervous. Of course, we're all nervous. Um, But I feel really good about the parameters we've put in place because we're only allowing 25% capacity, timed entry. All of those things um, are guiding this experience in a really safe and careful way. And it really depends on our visitors joining us in this experience. And museum goers um, love to be in museums. They tell us over and over again, so I'm confident they'll do what it takes to meet us with our um, control mechanisms, if you will, to create a good, safer experience for everyone. Cinnamon Catlin Legut goes with us. She is the museum director at the Illinois State Museum on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. So, uh, Cinnamon, let's talk a little bit about those restrictions that that uh, uh, visitors of the museum are going to have to be uh, doing when they come to the Illinois State Museum on Saturday. What are the, some of the things that they're going to have to follow? 
Great. So later today, we'll have on our website uh, the ability for you to sign up for a time to enter. We're going to have um, entry times every 30 minutes. We've reduced our hours of operation as well so that we can effective, effectively clean um, in the bookends of each day. So our plan is to be open now Tuesday through Saturday only, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., um, and in that slot time, we'll have these 30-minute intervals where you can sign up. We're free admission now um, during this time so that we can easily get people in and out and um, remove some high-touch areas um, through cash handling. Um, so we're excited about making it smoother that way. In addition, masks will be required for everyone over the age of two, um, with exceptions for those who have medical um, needs that require them not to wear a mask, but you will be otherwise asked to wear a mask. Social distancing, of course, will be in place, um, and we've got markers on the floor. We've got signage throughout to help you remember all of that, and then we're also just um, a little extra precaution. We're asking folks to only come in groups of 10 or less. Um, typically, this only has to do with like large touring groups and things like that. We just cannot accommodate large groups of people because the the gallery spaces have tight turns sometimes that aren't comfortable for large groups. So we're asking people to come in groups of 10 or less. The good news is, though, if you have a lot of people you want to come with, you can just stagger your entry. Um, it'll just be critical to go on our website um, and do that sign-up process. And like I said, we'll have that up there later today. Um, in addition, we are um, closing, uh, we have closed, rather, the um, Play Museum, which is really popular, so it does make us sad. But at this time, the Marianne McLean Play Museum is closed because it is so high-touch, hands-on for little people that we need to um, keep that closed for now, as well as our auditorium, the Thorn Duel Auditorium, will remain closed. Um, and then we also have our Discovery Center at Dixon Mounds temporarily closed because it's very high touch. Um, we hope as we move through Phase 4 and they're starting to look at Phase 5, we have guidance around how to open those spaces, but for now we'll, we'll, we'll keep it closed and be safe. And then lastly, um, you know, the high levels of cleaning in the morning and the afternoons and then throughout the day we'll have staff going through the organ the museums and really cleaning those high touch areas. We've been watching people touch a lot, you know, like doorknobs and things like that. Um, and then we've also, in response to that, because it's hard to keep up with all of it and it's a museum, we've also locked off or removed some of the high-touch interactives. Um, unfortunately, we've had to remove some of those so that we don't transmit um, the coronavirus. A lot of great exhibits going on, and one of them is Fashioning Illinois. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, Um Many people may remember that we had a lot of um, gearing up going on around this new exhibit, Fashioning Illinois, 1820 to 1900s. Um, we were set to open it in March, and sure enough, we ended up being at home and couldn't open as planned. So finally, we're getting the chance to share it with everyone. We have extended its run. Um, it will open this weekend and run through Memorial Day weekend of next year. It was supposed to close at the end of December, so we're thrilled to do that. Um, but the exhibit itself is more than fashion. And I did a walkthrough last Friday with the curator, Erica Holtz. She's our curator of history. And my heart was bursting because it is a conversation to be had. There is clothing to see, but the clothing is beautiful. The clothing is challenging um, in terms of when you think about how it was made, um, when you think about the time period, when you think about the people who sacrificed um, unwillingly to make cotton in the South during um, um, the pre-Civil War era and 
dependency on enslaved people. Um, you think about how cotton becomes king, and you think about the day-to-day of cleaning clothing. And what I love about it is that the show peels back the layers of what women wore, shows you what, what everyday women wore, and shows you even the more complicated outfits of underclothing. There's one gallery section completely dedicated to the underclothes, if you will, of women's wear during that time period. And um, at the center is the timeline of the decades, 1820 to 1900, to help you see the subtle changes. Sometimes when we look at fashion, you see these big swings and change because you're going from big eras to another. This one really invites you to dig in and see people for who they were during that time and prioritizes the lives of women through fashion. So it's not your everyday fashion show. It is something for everyone in this exhibit, and we are thrilled to share it with folks. I know just one of the things I'm amazed about when I see the old time fashion and stuff, and most of it has been like at the Lincoln sites or whatever, is is the amount of clothing they wore all year round. I mean, when you think about the brutal heat that we have in Illinois and you see some of the, you know, obviously cotton would be a little better, but we've seen some wool clothing and stuff that they wear. It's amazing all the layers of clothing that they wore, uh, even in the summer. Exactly. All the underclothing and then sometimes wool on top of it. And the wool that you see in these um, dresses, it's so obvious how itchy and uncomfortable they were. But you also understand why you had to have the underclothing, not just for all of the social trappings around it, but to keep that that, that scratch off of your skin. Um, it's what the materials people were able to get dictated how you wore it. Um, and you really see also um, this the evolution of the corset and how it um, was worn by women and what it did to the clothing. There's one dress I'm thinking of where you can see, possibly think, we can see where the corset really um, rubbed between her arm. And so there's like holes in the dress and very unique wear patterns. Um, you just get a sense of, of what it what was required of women. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's amazing. And uh, you've got it going on all the way until Memorial Day next year. It's Fashioning Illinois. And again, the Illinois State Museum opens to the public on Saturday. And the good news is, is that it is absolutely free and uh, you will have to be masked up and more. And uh, Cinnamon, if anybody wants any more information on uh, what's going on this weekend or in the future at the Illinois State Museum, where can they go? Just check our website, IllinoisStateMuseum.org. Information is changing often, so be sure to check it before you visit. Well, congratulations to you and your staff for being open again, and uh, hopefully we don't have to shut you down anymore, you know, as far as COVID-19. We don't want to go back to Phase 3 or anything like that. You know, we want to keep it rolling and keep it rolling safely at the Illinois State Museum. Cinnamon, thank you so much. Thanks for having me.